Hey everyone, welcome back to Crypto with Friends or Box Mining presenting Crypto with Friends if you prefer that. So today we have an awesome packed episode. You guys know this format. This is the format where we bring on guests to talk about cryptocurrencies and everything that's going on in this space. Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe your Binance coin, Ripple, Cardano, whatever you want. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to answer some questions. We are doing a very fun chill out session. This is the midweek episode. And by popular, popular demand, we also have an additional better time slot for you guys. This is the first time we have, well, first doing this at 11 p.m. Hong Kong time and across the world. I hope this is a good time time for you guys to come on tune on i think uh, a lot of european <laughs> viewers are, are requesting this because we've been always doing this at a time when it's like 4 a.m for everyone else so anyways i i hope you guys will enjoy this type time and episode and if you guys do please do smash up those likes i want to see those blaring i want to see that pumping like there's no end tomorrow because this is probably a good time for everyone else. Also, it's very late for me, so I hope you guys appreciate it. So let's start by bringing on some guests. We have Nathan awkwardly drinking some coffee. We caught you, Nate. We caught you. Nate. We caught you. We caught you, Nate. How, how's it going, Nate? How's it going? What's up, guys? It's going well. It's uh, someone mentioned in the chat. It's 10 a.m. in Texas time. It definitely is 10 a.m. in Texas time, and uh, <laughs> drinking some coffee. Yeah, crypto time I see because uh <laughs> okay, can I reveal that you just woke up? Can I reveal that? Yeah, is, is, yeah, that yeah, is that kosher? Morning Nate. Morning. Yeah. morning Nate, you're on crypto time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's that's life, right? More normal people wake up at six, crypto people wake up at ten. I do the exact same thing. So <laughs> let's do that. Also, yeah. Nate has an amazing channel on YouTube called Crypto Not. So guys, check uh out, guys. All right. We also have Rob from Poker Starter. Hey Rob, how's it going? Rob the Very bear. Rob the bear. Man, what are you talking about, man? I've been buying, <laughs> buying, buying. He's the guy who cashed out first. So you know, you, you earned that name. You earned it. You earned it. You you you, you, you can you can use it with pride. You can use it with pride. You can I'll use it with pride, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like going. Oops. Oh, oops. He just he just disappeared because he's he's little. <laughs> what did I ever do to you, man? What did I ever do to you? He's like. So Rob, obviously, you know, he's shared a lot of insights with us in the past, and he's he's been a little bit bearish, which was actually the right call for the market as well. So his view is always always appreciated. And today we have one more guest here. We have Chris from Collateral. He's joining us all the way from the UK. Hey, Chris, how is it going? Very good, very good. Great to be here, guys. Welcome. First time guest on this channel, but he has a lot of insight to share, especially if you're in the UK, especially if you're looking at the decentralized finance space. Put a lot for you there. So definitely a lot packed today we have uh we're gonna so for this episode we're gonna start off with just checking out what's happening on the market we're gonna start this kind of like a discussion about where everyone is at obviously we know that the markets are moving up quite aggressively today we're bouncing back guys so that's gonna be exciting that is exciting not, not going to be exciting we've got ethereum backup we've got bitcoin backup we're gonna talk everything that's happening doge is also on fire because they got listed on coinbase so a lot's happening we also have a discussion on what's collateral pay is doing so we're going to talk a little bit about that we'll see also what rob's doing what rob and nate is up to so anyways guys shoot down questions if you're interested as well uh love love the questions and definitely appreciate the likes if you guys can it's a different time we're streaming at so obviously you know this is for you guys all right so let's get the intro out of the way 
All right. So let's start, guys. So, well, what do you guys think, guys? Like, market's finally bouncing up a little bit. Just a tiny bit today. We have Bitcoin. It's 39000 almost $38,000 with Ethereum pushing up $2,770. We're, we're kind of like within this magical zone, right? It seems like all the way, always on midweek, like almost as we approach a Wednesday, we, you know, we reach 2800 and it dumps down to 200 200 on the weekend. It almost seems to be like a recurring pattern every week. So I guess I'll take what you guys think about what's happening right now. Are you guys excited or are you guys enjoying this little break that we have in this cryptocurrency market here? Yeah, I think it's great, man. Um, it's good just because right now, like I still, I've probably said this like so many times, <laughs> I can't even buy, my, my ledger is in LA. So, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow morning to drive back. Uh, it's like a 25 hour drive in. So it, it's good. I, I think markets just stay kind of stable. Um, and, so and it's waiting for you, Nate. So, so this is, <laughs> this is your, your hidden power, right? You're like, okay, look, look, bull market. Just, just wait. Just, just wait for me, please. The story obviously is that Nate, he left his ledger <laughs> in LA. He's traveling around right now. He's doing a road trip and he just couldn't have the opportunity to buy. So yeah, he's just he's just calling a market freeze. You're calling a market freeze, Nate? I hope, man. Otherwise, How many more days? How many more days till you get back home? When can you unfreeze this market for us, sir? Three days. Four days, three or four days. Yeah, I mean, when I get back, well, do watch this. Gotta be precise. Off. Gotta be precise. Gotta be precise here. <laughs> okay, uh, let's say Saturday. Saturday. All right, Saturday. Yeah. Gotta watch out. All right, Rob, on your side. I mean, obviously, you know, you you you've been you 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 claim, all right, you claim, you claim you've been re-entering the market. You said that you know uh, you bought the dip. Really? Is that what's going on? Yeah, 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 I bought the dip and then I sold it. <laughs> but, but, but. You sneaky, I, you yeah, sneaky I mean, little bear. You, you sneaky know, little bear. No, of course, you know. But, you know, to be fair, I, uh, I, I have reaccumulated everything I want to own right now. Um, mm. I still have some buy orders on Binance for, you know, some, uh, some altcoins because, like, all the major positions Bitcoin, of which I own very little right now, by the way. Um, yeah, you own a little Bitcoin. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like primarily Ethereum, which is, which is weird because I, I was like Mr. Bitcoin, you know. Uh, it was like all Bitcoin almost, uh, or at least like you know majority Bitcoin and you know like less Ethereum. But now I'm like mostly in Ethereum. It's um, no, I think it it goes it goes kind of like hand in hand when you um, when you like de-risk a bit, you know, when you like 99% crypto, which you know many including myself sometimes are at some point in time um so i think i i am completely different now i have way less crypto now but i still have a lot of crypto right so um i feel like i'm exposed sufficiently and uh, that's why i want to take higher risks right so i'm going more like mm. in alts and in ethereum but yeah i, I bought everything i want to buy i'm not trading anymore I'm, I'm really happy to have this dip and it's like quiet time right now because i think a lot of people uh, a lot of people were really tired and they still are very tired Right. So uh, I yes. think this dip is good for us. Yes, I think so. I think like I think you, you hit the nail. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, speaking from us here, I think it's it is a little bit of an echo chamber because we've all been around for a while. And for us, if you've been following crypto since 20, you know, 2020 or 2019, 2018, 2016, it's been 
it's been a while. And for me, my ears really did perk up um, around 2020 levels. That's when I really hit the content really hard, jumped headfirst into decentralized finance, and I haven't really taken a break ever since, <laughs> right? And watching, just having, and I think a lot of people, it's easy to say, right? It's easy to, to go online, especially for me, you know, uh, to go online and say, oh, I'm super bullish right now. Like er almost every single person on Twitter, on YouTube is doing that, right? It's so easy to do that because everyone who is, who's also bullish is going to smash up the likes. I mean, that's just like, oh, this guy's also bullish. But it's also, uh, but for me, I've always been a little bit more restrained and say, you know, like how much exposure do I really want in this space? And obviously this crash taught me a lot to not be overly exposed. I think there was a situation, that th there was a time when like last few weeks, I was like, man, like I've lost so much. Like I, my 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 net worth just went down by a lot, like 40, 50%. You know, I just look at these numbers. I'm like, okay, look, I, I need I need some time off. And it, it does happen. And it gets the best of both of us. I think I didn't sell much. Um, like I sold some on the way up, but I, as I was saying, I'm, I'm anticipating, you know, stronger markets. But the problem of course, is that we will, like I, you know, the, the dips will come along the way. And we've seen that throughout 2017 and it's very, very hard to time the market. So on my, on my trading account, I'm fine, but on my hodl account, you know, it hurts. I, it, it hurt for me. So I think this is a situation where I think, you know, Rob, it does make sense. You know, I make fun of him all the time calling him a bear, but I think you did choose the right strategy to really have, and obviously not financial advice, but I'm just saying like for me, balancing the amount of risk plus exposure that I want that makes sense. That's kind of a key objective right now. And uh, to fill in the story, of course, um, right now, uh, uh, right now, I'm actually I'm loving the market. I'm very, very bullish. But on my trading account, I do have to say that I'm selling a little bit just in anticipation of this weekend. We don't know if it's going to drop or not. I will always feel like, you know, towards the weekend, um, there, there is a bleed out so that's kind of what i'm like doing i'm kind of kind of buying on the weekends and i'm, I'm swing trading at this current point where i'm buying on the weekends it always seems to go low it seems to the pattern seems to repeat itself and then over during you know midweek i'm like you know i saw a little bit of risk there that seems to be the strategy for me at this current point now we've got chris chris you know what's your experience like how, how are you taking this dip what's happening on your side yeah, so um, obviously we've just launched Collateral Pay uh, probably mm -hmm. six weeks six weeks after the IDO now. So I'll be dead dead honest, I haven't got the time to trade. <laughs> so that's not something that's even on my agenda. You know, I haven't got the time to look at the the markets and the, and you know, look anybody. So this is like the first time. This is like your first time. You're like, whoa, what what's this? Right? <laughs> what's this Ethereum? Ethereum's at like two thousand. Last I checked, it was at fifty or something like that. Right? But, but, in, but in all honesty, outside of um, collateral and, 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 and the business itself, I, I'll be dead honest. I did buy with my business partner. We did buy in the dip. We did buy some Ethereum, and we also invested some money into DOT, which is the network that we're going with. And mm. coincidentally, also, well, Rob's on as well. We obviously saw that Polkastarter got listed on Binance, and we had a little dip in there as well. So it's uh, funny that you're obviously on the call today. So those are the three routes that we went, as well as a little bit of Kasama as well. But in terms of trading, that's not really my um, my go-to, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I, th I think overall, I think the the way that the market's gone long term has been a good thing, just to try and take the wind out of the sails while people can just mm. get a little bit of um, 
realism back from where it was going to be honest with you but that's just my so opinion. so let's talk about this all right let's let's talk about let's talk about realism and doge right because everyone's got their strong opinion on doge and chris i've got i got to have your opinion on doge uh, i love that smile by the way <laughs> well, again not financial advice and only my opinion um i think i personally don't own any any dogecoin um i think the people who are doing it you know if they're making money along the way good luck to them but for me my bricks and mortar is investing in projects where they've got something tangible and long term and i mm. just got that feeling for me doge doesn't offer that but again that's only my personal view um everybody who's buying it good luck to them you know but it's not for me it's such a controversial topic and you learn a lot by asking people that question because you can you know are, are they a crusader that will just you know shit on shit coins are they a meme coin lover are they <laughs> do, do they try to strike the best balance possible i think that was easy i put him in a tough spot by asking him that question because you know it's it's hard because you know he runs an exchange people trade on it right so you can't you can't shit on it but at the same time you can't say the best things about it too because you know there, there's always some issues and i think you know obviously with with dogecoin bringing that up you know uh there there are some problems like top holders holding a lot of this coin however mm -hmm. however you know that being said it's it's on coinbase coinbase right now you know i guess i guess coinbase doesn't want to miss out on that ridiculous trading volume right mm -hmm. you have to remember that these exchanges they always make money when people trade so if there is a demand for trade Right. If there is twelve billion dollars of trade volume, they want to go for it. So yeah. So so we saw that. So we saw Elon Musk tweeting about uh, Dogecoin today. We so it's it's kind of the revival of the dog coins. Uh, we have Coinbase listings. So I guess congrats. I guess I guess I guess um, you know I, I like your neutral comment. I like it's like you know congrats to anyone who's in it. You know I think big big congratulations. Yeah, Dogecoin. <laughs> well, Nate, you should be happy. Are, are you in? Are, are you in? Nate, are, are you in? Clearly, are you in? I'm a dog, bro. <laughs> Nate, dog, right? <laughs> I mean, for fun. I, I think it's fun. Uh, meme coins are fun. I'm like Kabuso, Shiba. I mean, I just, it, it is what it is. Like, I've said it so many times. Like, I'm not, I'm not buying it for the utility. I'm buying it for the community. And it's it's literally for fun. I'm okay to, if it goes In it for the community, bro. In it for the community. <laughs> Stop judging yeah. me. Stop judging. Stop judging. That's like my new resolution. <laughs> don't judge people. Don't okay. judge people. Don't judge people. I, I got I'm, I, I got into the Doge thing too, but um I just to full disclosure, you know, for me it's purely for trade. So, you know, I don't want to promote any Doge or you know anything there, but I did buy and speculate on Doge. I feel like it's one of those things that was you know, if you if you see what was happening on TikTok, I think I just couldn't help myself but to speculate a bit. So, you know, I won't be a hypocrite here purely for the trade, but I'm definitely not going to say anything about the coin itself being awesome or whatnot. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> I think I'll leave it at that. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just put the warnings out there. You know, you guys hope you yeah. guys know what you're doing. So uh, that's the case. Just but, you know, okay, I'm, obviously we have we, obviously coinbase and obviously there's trade volume for it. i think that's very very clear this year that um you know for for better or worse and i think i made this joke with rob before you know like it, realistically i'm in crypto to change the world right i, I know it sounds stupid but you know at the end of the day it, it, I, I actually believe in crypto 
Like I own Bitcoin, I own ETH. And the reason, one of the biggest reasons why I own Bitcoin is I actually believe that this is a way to people to freely transact. You know, it's something that is above the government. But, you know, I was saying that, you know, we, we're out there to ch try to change the world, but the world says, you know what, we just like dogs. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. We just like different types of dogs and speculate on each one. It's like we can't go to the dog race right now, so let's go to the doge race. It's okay. Anyways, anyways, I'm not gonna. I'm not there. Uh, RC says, "What about Shiba? Half the supply burnt." I mean, we talked about Shiba and what happened with Vitalik. Um, I guess you know it went for charity, which is a good thing. So, you know, uh, Vitalik owned half the supply and he dumped it on the market, which caught a lot of people off guard. I think uh but hey you know what it's is it still alive yeah i think this was a point when vitalik decided oh wait i'm gonna throw that on my screen right here this is the point where vitalik decided to dump a little bit on the market and you know i guess it's still you know higher than what it was at right so anyways all right talking about uh stuff today we still have quite a strong market on uh, not just with bitcoin and ethereum but we got polka dot moving quite aggressively we got polka dot up around uh, 15% to back to $25. We got BNB up as well, 18%, um, 18% actually. So for $413, a few people were asking me about that. So, you know, I think it's, it's very much, uh, com more confidence being restored onto this market. The Chinese freaking out a little bit less at this point. I think that's, that seems to be what's going on or seems to be, um, all right, let, let me quickly uh, run through the news, uh, what we have here, uh, what I have prepared for you guys. Um, so first and foremost, uh, Standard Charter plans European crypto exchange after HSBC's no to the industry. Mm. So <laughs> I think this is kind of always funny, but I think this is something that people who have been in crypto for a long time, it's a problem that people who have been in crypto for a long time really encounters because if you ever try to cash out that crypto to a fiat bank, into fiat, you'll run into a problem which a bank says, okay, look, we don't like crypto. We're going to exit you as a client. And HSBC has been infamous for doing that. And one of the reasons, you know, they'll never tell you the real reason, but it's because they're under a lot of scrutiny by the U.S. government after they were caught red-handed in the whole Mexican cartel ordeal. Um, go search that up. I think Netflix has a big documentary on HSBC's involvement on that. But especially in Hong Kong here, HSBC is one of the most strict um, banks and they'll exit you if you know anything happens. Like if, if you have any crypto, touch crypto, you know, that's not good. Trading crypto, not good. But mo money laundering for the Rus uh, Mexican cartel, that's perfectly okay. You can definitely taste the salt <laughs> in my eyes uh, or my mouth. But anyways, uh, but Standard Charter says, yep, uh, we're going to do it. And I think this is something that will happen. I think this is something that this year, I think a lot of these banks are taking crypto seriously. It's just an issue of whether or not, you know, um, it, it's a matter of when and how they can get the compliance done. We have Willie P says OSL and Standard Chartered in partnership now. So I actually think, yeah, maybe, maybe if they're really, if they're really legit uh, in saying this, I think. Um, so according to Reuters, um, they partnered with Hong Kong Exchange B, um, owner B, um, BC Technology Group to allow a platform for a UK and European institutional market. Kind of interesting. So I guess the big guys got to come first, and then the individuals come later. So, anyways, any, any, I guess, do you guys have any any thoughts on that? 
I just think, I personally think it'll just take that one bank to make that jump over the hedge and the market will be so vast that the others will follow suit. It's just that first one taking the plunge. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. we have the same problems here in the UK with regards to banking and, you know, um, I think everybody has it around the world in terms of cashing out. It's very, very difficult and um, they don't make life so easy because... Uh, both cashing out and in, I think cashing in, like getting money in is all right-ish, but yeah, cashing out is definitely a big problem. Uh, banks just really don't like it for some reason. I think obviously, I think in the future, kind of ironically, um, crypto is actually extremely easy to... Uh, track as well. Um, a lot of people believe that crypto is anonymous, and I think that's one of the biggest mistakes. It's actually not anonymous. Once you send money into an exchange and exchange has KYC on you, actually, it's quite easy to track what you have. So um, I was actually just just a tidbit out there, you know, um, guys. Um, you know, uh, regulation will come soon, and uh, it's a situation where. You want to make sure all your paperwork is done properly. It won't be one day where you know your um, the government will know what you have, and if you have capital gains tax, be very careful about that. And obviously, regulation is coming for Standard Charter. I mean, if they're going the legit route and really uh, taking on institutional clients, uh, the regulators will ha- want to have a cut on that. That's kind of given at this current point. Um, yeah, we also have this news very quickly: China to hand out six point two million in new digital yuan trial in Beijing. Uh, so this kind of f- fills in that story of what's going on, right? So if you guys have been following this, China is creating their own version of a digital currency, but this is not a decentralized digital currency, but it's a centralized CBDC, C- central bank digital currency. The currency itself is called DCEP, Digital Currency Electronic Payment, super awkward name, mm-hmm. but <laughs> what they're doing is initially they were trying it in the smaller cities, right? They're doing a very, very limited trial of this digital currency, but now they're pretty much gearing it up for mass adoption. So not only are they distributing it, but they're distributing it in their capital, right? This is in Beijing. They're pushing that really hard and they're giving away free money to anyone who's willing to try it. Now, the big difference here is that this is fully backed by uh, the Chinese government. So it's issued by the governing body, the PBOC, and then all the banks below it, they have the signatures and the control over how the issuance and how it works. So very, very different design. But at the same time, of course, um, it kind of borrowed a little bit from blockchain technology. Now, why is this important is because uh, China is very clear what they're doing. They're trying to push hard their own version of a centralized digital currency and kind of pushing Bitcoin away at this current point. So if you remember the China FUD that came in the last two weeks and is still pretty much ongoing, this is the reason why, right? Because they're they're doing a carrot and stick, right? They're pushing crypto back and they're saying, look, come over to this side, come over to DCEP. Right. And the reason why, if you guys look at the design of DCEP, is that they have control at every single level. So whether it's the app, so say, for example, China mobile banking app or the uh, ICBC mobile banking app, these apps have direct control over that currency. And then these banks also have direct control. So it's very, very much a situation about control. The top guys in China are saying, look, push crypto away because we can't control that. Right. The, the issue here is that what they can do is they can match the names to Bitcoin addresses. But at the end of the day, if they don't have the private key, they can't access that account. This is completely different for their own version of the bank uh, of their uh, DCEP. DCEP is controlled at every single level by the big banks. 
every single level. And there's multiple layers too. So every single tier can stop currency from moving, can freeze accounts. They have complete power in that regard. So yeah, that's pretty much it as a, as a matter of fact. Okay, so uh, that's what's happening in China. They're pushing that hard. Obviously, they're pushing down crypto and it's still going on. Uh, other news, uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, Vital even Vitalik is surprised how long <laughs> EVE 2.0 is taking. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, it's going to take a while, guys. It's going to take a while. I think we pretty much anticipated that. If you're, if you're surprised at this point, you know, I think you got to understand crypto. All right. And then I, I just want to have this, which is cool. Um, so uh, if you guys are interested in crypto and you're looking for why, you know, what we're doing here and why it's super important, well, this is some statistics on what's going on. So right now, if you look at the fees in the last average, ever, um, seven day average, we basically have massive, massive amount of fees generated both uh, Ethereum fine. But if you look at Uniswap, so for this decentralized exchange, it's generating $3 million of coins in seven days. These are some huge, huge numbers. And this is why DeFi is going to be around because what we're having is people are using these decentralized finance services and these products are already generating massive amounts of fees. So I actually feel like this is something that's super cool. But anyways, I just want to show you guys these statistics that are going up. I mean, you can see these numbers moving up, both Uniswap going up You can see uh, SushiSwap is moving up, QuickSwap on its way as well. So I think that's kind of always cool. Uh, so I guess I'll get your guys take, you know, a uh, little bit of discussion and we'll talk about Chris uh, with Chris, a collateral pay, but you know, um what's your take right now like um, i know rob i think i'll start with you you said you're super bullish on ethereum you know why is that why why ethereum over bitcoin at this current point well you know it really just comes down to uh exposure right so uh right now i am i have much uh much much less uh crypto than i had before the dip right or like a little bit before the dip because of course you know i sold everything um but uh <laughs> but uh, yeah i still i still own like way less now right so and with owning less i like to increase my my risk appetite right and uh, mm. you know like people have 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 like said that for years right that you know altcoins are, are like trading bitcoin on on uh, on leverage right and it is like that of course um and it's still a bit like that with ethereum too but less so right so and maybe it's like a it's like a one point x leverage instead of a five x leverage like with other else right so mm. um yeah i just like to have uh, uh i i do think that you know ethereum obviously has uh, still a higher upside right there's so many crazy predictions is that because ethereum. of DeFi? is that because of what's happening on DeFi, or why is that though yeah that's a good question you know i think people are still <laughs> no i think i think it's not it's not DeFi per se it's just the the smart contract part right i mean smart contracts are so important that people still memeing ada for not having them right so it's uh, it's like when you when there are virtually unlimited possibilities of what you could be building right then i mean think about DeFi as an example this didn't exist about a year ago or like a year and a half ago right so people came up with this entirely new idea based on a based on the same like ethereum right like okay we have a couple of like minor like version updates right but these are minor things right and yet it took years to get to something as impressive and impactful as DeFi. so what's next that's that's the question right i think so 
I, I mean, I, I'm a big de- believer in DeFi. I think it's kind of funny. Okay, obviously none of this is financial advice, but um, what, what's kind of surprising, right, is when I talk to people who are coming into the space, and even if they have a little bit of experience in the space, right, especially if they understand Bitcoin and blockchain, then you suddenly talk about what you can do on Ethereum, like say, for example, a lending platform, something simple as Compound, right? Um, it works, right? And all of a sudden, you know, Compound, Compound. Like if we look at the stats, right? Uh, let me just pull the stats out here. Let me focus on here. Um, it's generating, right? It's generating $348,000 per uh, week, right? And that's because people are actively using it. People are actively supplying coins um let me just uh give me a sec here let me go do the unlock first let me get the um let me get everything up here but uh, i think that the, the key here is that a lot of people don't understand that this actually works and functions right so i think i think it's like um a lot of people also were kind of doubting why people want to do this well why would you want to supply ethereum onto compound and borrow out at ava but it turns out that the traders really like this because they can borrow out coins and short them right these traders they can make these um they can they can make these effective shorts by just selling the borrowing the assets and selling it right so i think it's all of a sudden it's a case where that all that utility is coming in now. I think I don't know why it's not loading very well. And it, like like you said, Rob, I think uh, if you look at the, the the value locked in DeFi, right? It it just came like it, it just came out of the blue almost all of a sudden. I, okay, let's put it at one year. You can see you know, <laughs> all the way back in June, all right, twenty twenty, it just didn't exist, right? You're locking like twenty twenty forty million dollars, and then all of a sudden now, <laughs> like six billion, right? You have a whole unit change here. That's that's the growth of this, and yeah. I think a lot of people still haven't really discovered, you know, how kind of unit swap works, um, how co- um, curve works, how you can really easily switch between USDC and USDT. Um, you know, these very core financial tools, right? All of a sudden, and the best part about these is that it's a protocol. So eventually, if someone wants to build into this, they want to have access to, you know, find, they want to have access to, if, if someone, anyone wants to have access to crypto, they can just easily swap it using one of these decentralized exchanges. Boom, you know, it can be seamless, right? I think right now, I think a lot of people aren't imagining what you can do with it, but it, it can be on your wallet. You can just switch from fiat to USDC, boom, done. USDC to Ethereum, done with very, very little slippage. You don't have to control anything. Click a button, done deal. And I feel like those are, it's just a lot of power right there. These liquidity pools are being built up. This value lock is actually uh, improving how these resources move. So I'm actually super bullish on this deal. I'm super, super bullish on what's happening here. Um, and I feel like most of the people who are in for the dog coins, right? This is where I'm going to throw a little bit of shade of the dog coins. They don't realize this, right? Most people trading dog coins are, oh, yeah, you can shut down Uniswap. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> unless you can bring the whole Ethereum blockchain down, have a nice have a nice try. So yeah, I think that's kind of internet. Yeah, they'd have to shut down the internet too or bring down AWS or whatever. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Well, even AWS can't kill it at this current point. I think it's, yeah. Oh, well, well that's going to be a four hour debate, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just looking so at I, this chart, right? And just like, like it's, I have, to, I have to nail this point home. If you look at the right, right? That's all the people that entered crypto now, they're not aware that this didn't exist a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. That this was, this, this didn't exist. It wasn't like, you know, some like, I mean, even Uniswap, right? It's the, the whole thing of like, 
automated market making, right? This didn't exist, you know? And then some smart yeah. people just suddenly came up and said, yeah, actually, let's let's do that and changed everything. Yeah. Yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. And I think it's like even even some of some crazy stuff because like I spend a lot of time explaining what you know dye is, right? This kind of this synthetic version of a USD because like it's not USD, right? And a lot of people they don't realize um why they want to use that because uh if you're doing anything, right? If you're doing any transaction, actually not illegal advice depends on which legal jurisdiction you're in. But if you're doing a transaction with USDC D or USDT uh, T because it has the words USD in it, well, perhaps the American government can enforce something because it's USD. But something crazy about DAI is DAI is stable to the US dollar, but it has no USD backing it, right? It's it's kind of a crazy if you think about it, right? Like, um, you know, back in 2017, I would say, you know, DAI is just a dream, you know, to being able to build a stable coin from a DeFi product backed by Ethereum. Right, it's backed by ETH. It's over collateralized by ETH, and I was like, "This is too risky. This wouldn't work." But here we are today, and it, it has been working for two, three, three, four years now. And the craziest part is, like, if you want to swap something like a million dollars worth of Dai, right? Let's say hypothetically, you you want to swap this million dollar worth of Dai to a USD backed currency, right? You know how much fees are you paying? You're not really paying that much, right? You can immediately do a full swap, you know, a million dollars of Dai to USDC. You know, you can click this button, boom, it works. And you're only paying, what, 800 bucks? You know, a bank's going to charge you ridiculous amounts, right, for something like this. If you ever go to a bank and you want to swap between some different assets, a bank's going to charge you 1% or 2%. But, you know, on Curve right now, like, is this is happening already. I think this is kind of crazy. And, yeah, it's, I think this is where it's going. And, you know, it's routed through the Iron Bank. If you guys know what happening, what's happening in Cream, it's all this DeFi infrastructure, right? Like, Iron Bank banks deploy capital to different places. I think this is kind of like, it's just nuts, right? This is like completely nuts. I think obviously it's going a little bit too fast. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of hacks going on, but I think like the underlying architecture, I don't know. That's that's what I kind of find kind of amazing. Um, and by the way, what I say here, I'm not trying to encourage crime. I'm just saying, you know, like, this is why some people use DAI rather than USDC, et cetera. Or uh, Charlie Nathan says DAI is backed by uh, DAI is... DAI is backed by USDC, which is centralized. So, right, DAI, you can, I think that um, for DAI, I think uh, in a way he is right, because right now with MakerDAO, you can choose different coins to back by DAI, but it's backed by different pots of cryptocurrency. So, uh, it used to be the case that the biggest vault for DAI is Ethereum, but I think the vaults can be a little bit bigger now. So, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be fun. Anyways, um, I'm going to switch a little bit to Chris from Collateral Pay. So I guess, you know, um, yeah, full disclosure ahead, uh, it is a project that I'm invested in and I really like what they're doing. And I kind of want to find out the whole story. And since it's the first time Chris is on the channel, Chris, can you just give a little bit of an intro of what you're doing and why you're doing it? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so uh, I first got involved in crypto back in 2017. Um, and just on the point you were just discussing there regarding DeFi, I agree with Rob. It's absolutely unbelievable where it's come from. But like from a banking background, I can see why so many people want to get involved in the DeFi space because they can get rates of return that if you leave money bank here in the UK, in a lot of places, there's even negative interest rates. So it just makes no sense. And, you know, I just think DeFi as a whole is just it's just been fantastic and really game changing for for the crypto community. Um, so 
as I say, I'm Chris Collateral Pay. I'm the, the founder of the business. And we're building a decentralized payment gateway on the Polkadot network. Um, in effect, it'll allow people to use their crypto and rather than spending their crypto, like, you know, you've obviously come across, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, etc., that Visa are coming into the space. And as we discussed in the show, other banks will. But while you use those cards, you're actually parting with your beloved crypto in a lot of ways. So we basically are building a protocol which will allow people to access liquidity within their wallets without having to spend their crypto. So yeah, that's pretty much our business in in a quick nutshell. So so this is for someone like I guess if you, you're crypto diehard, because um, <laughs> I know a few people who are total maxis in this space, uh, and I guess even for me as well. Like say if I want to keep crypto exposure, so what would I have to do? So let's say I have a bunch of Bitcoin, I have a bunch of ETH. What would I have to do to be able to spend some money, and how how would that work long term? Yeah, so basically, take for example something like uh, a dead easy example would be say uh, one BTC at say forty thousand dollars that will get deposited in a secure smart contract. We mm -hmm. will advance fifty percent of that amount. That's the part that we're going with to begin with. That figure we believe uh, is a figure that we're comfortable with to because obviously, as we've seen in the last few weeks, it is volatile. So <laughs> yeah, fifty percent, <laughs> just four hours. Boom, it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. Um, so at, at the moment, uh, we're working hard. We're developing our our wallet, and we're also working with Chainlink uh, to do the price oracle, uh, oracle side aspects of the business. And in effect, you'll deposit that uh, Bitcoin within that uh, smart contract. We'll advance, or if you wanted to pay, for example, at the point of a sale with a merchant. So, say, Michael, you wanted to go to your local Nike store and you wanted to buy a, a pair of trainers. We would. You would use our, in effect, our QR code, which we're working on, which will be accessible by our wallet through the smartphone. And we will pay the merchant directly. And as long as you pay back basically the interest that's due, along with the amount of crypto that you've been advanced, then the your digital assets are released back to you. Okay. 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 All right. So... Obviously, this is great for people who are total maxis. But for me, right, I'm, I'm thinking of a situation where I want to use this, right? Because for me, I kind of, um, uh, all right. Let's say, let's say, I don't want to. Okay, because uh, all right, all right. You see where I'm going here. Um, I'm not going to be racially stereotypical. I almost went down that road. But as Chinese, as a Chinese person, right, I, I feel offended to pay a twenty or thirty percent APY <laughs> on like uh, like credit card debt is real, man. Credit card debt is real. I never, I will never get into credit card debt. All right, like I'll, I'll, like Rob was doing this. Like cut it out, <laughs> cut it out. But but it's true, right? You feel my mom would beat the living shit out of me if I had a credit card debt, right? Like, like it's, it's 20%, right? No. Like 30, 30, right? So, right, our, so our rate, sorry, just as you know, so also maybe an easier way maybe to explain it also is that, for example, if you get a loan from Nexo, your, mm -hmm. the minimum loan amount that you've got is obviously $500 that you're going to have to draw down. With ours, there is like no minimum spend. So mm -hmm. in fact, Basically, rather than you having to fill in all the information, wait for your loan to draw down, you might just go out and not want to spend that 500. So in effect, you're not spending, paying the interest on the $500. And just to give you an idea of the rate, we're looking at exploring rates of around 8 to 10%. Mm. 
Right, right. So it's like it's about keeping the crypto exposure. It's about ability to spend in crypto. So I, I assume that you know you have the option to allow me to just spend in crypto and I'll pay uh, pay a conversion rate, right? Yeah, I've got a really probably a good example for you. I don't know whether you guys knew a few years ago that Hublot bought out a watch uh, that was a Bitcoin watch. I can't remember the exact. I know that one. Yeah, I know so that one. Hublot bought out the watch, and we've been having some good conversations with Hublot over the last few weeks. So that watch was $25,000 to buy. You could only buy it with BTC. So at the time when somebody wanted to buy that watch, give or take the figures, they had to cash out seven Bitcoin in order to buy the $25,000 watch. If they'd used collateral, they would have deposited the funds, we could have purchased the watch for them. And then fast forward two years to now, that watch in effect has cost them $420,000. It was seven BTC, yeah? Mm. Does that give you like kind of an idea? So obviously we've got the measures in place with Chainlink if the price goes down, but obviously it gives the user the upside if in the event, obviously that the crypto goes up. But again, not financial advice. It's just something that we believe and something that I would use every day. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. So, so, so it's a situation of expenditure and balance. I think this is something that's, um, I know a lot of maxis, all right, who, who would love this. Right, because they want to keep that crypto exposure. They want to be in this point. And, and I want to ask, like, you know, from the regulation side, like, you know, how, how have you managed to achieve this? Right. So, you know, from from the uh, from the background of how, how are you making this work? So basically, we are obviously we're UK based, but we've taken the right advice, and in fact, the company itself are registered in the Isle of Man. We've got a quite a big announcement coming in the next couple of weeks where we're bringing on somebody on board from a, like a household name, really big, hopefully appointment that's gonna, that's gonna come off. And he's gonna be handling a, the great deal of our compliance. And he is from that background, as well as me obviously being involved in banking. He is an out and out compliance guy. And um, basically we've just made sure that we put the right measures in place to make sure that this can be done mm. properly from the ground up. That's why we're not UK based because the, legislation in the uk with regards to the fca is very very gray you know we speak with the fca we've had a number of conversations with them and nobody can give you a you know a crystal clear answer so we paid a great deal of money to make sure that we got the right advice to be in the right jurisdiction to make sure that it can be run properly yeah and uh, this is a hard part right like i think with any project like this because you're kind of bridging the DeFi and the cfi world Right. right, where you know, crypto spending within crypto, great, it's super easy to do. Right, if I ever want to buy something with crypto, great. But if I want to go in a shop and spend that crypto, you know, as much as I, I, I know, I know there's one figure, a very controversial figure that tries to make people accept Bitcoin. I think it's Roger Ver. Uh, but as much as Roger Ver can scream, shout, wave his middle fingers around, it's not going to be the case where every shop accepts crypto, right? And even Elon Musk backed down a little bit on ask, um, crypto. I think that was very, very ironic. But anyways, but regardless, so this is a solution where it's like, okay, look, you're going to bridge that with the CFI world, right? You're going to allow um, credit cards. Or you're going to allow, um, you know, traditional cards uh, to be used. So is this credit or debit on your side? It's debit. There's no, there's, there's okay. it, debit cards. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dead simple way of putting it is, is the over collateralized loans. So mm -hmm. you're putting up more collateral than the, the, the drawdown is. And, you know, that's pretty much it in its simplicity, really. 
Right, right, right. And, the, and okay. Mm-hmm. It might be worth just mentioning, Michael, that also in the future we will be looking to bring in a card as well. But but mm. that's, at this moment in time, it's going to be uh, app based. But there will be a card ultimately. Right, 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 right. So so it's going to be app based, and you're going to eventually try to integrate that with the feed. Right, right. Got it. Because because uh, I saw I saw your uh, a bunch of logos here. Right, I saw I saw. Um, you have, you know, um, it's next generation payment. So, you know, all right. Um, okay, so collateral is going to be the one that combines everything together. Uh, so, so regulation side. So, I mean, this isn't a this isn't a very easy job. This is a pretty big feat. So, you said you're registered in Isle of Man. How, how does it? How 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 are you getting the? You know, who can use this? Uh, who's uh, who are you opening up to first? What who are your first users? You know, who's it? Like, who of our customer uh, of our viewers can get to this? Yeah, so to the, fir- the first rollout, um, which will be later this year, Q4, that we're looking at, the development and the roadmaps going as per, like people can find in the light, light paper or online. I won't really bore you. We can go into that depth if you want, but development's going really well. And the initial rollout, we'll do a pilot run to begin with, which will be UK-based. We will then expand that into Europe and then move from there. So they're the two territories that we're going to go with. Reasons being, uh, I've got previous experience within those territories, and we've had conversations with two major payment gateways providers who basically are looking to uh, incubate us, and that's why we've chosen those two two areas to begin with and focus on. Mm, Got it. Got it. I think, Rob, you wanted to ask a question, right? Yeah, I have a couple of questions about this, you know, because I actually uh, was involved in a in a crypto startup a couple of years ago that did something uh, or wanted to do something very similar with a card actually, right? With a, with an actual card connected. So essentially uh, I, yeah. And it was also based in the UK. So now you just mentioned that you're an Isle of Man, right? But yes. um, we, we like, I, I know that we were like talking to the, uh, yeah, to like several like financial consultants there. And uh, they were all telling us that even though it's collateralized, uh, you still need to do a credit check on them. Uh, how's it in the Isle of Man? No, no. In terms of the credit check, it's not required. However, customers will have to do their KYC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. So this is different uh, in Isle of Man than uh, in. Uh, yeah. Yes, a different. Okay. Jury. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, can you can you tell me what's the what's the USP of this actually, right? Like, because what's what's the difference between like me going, let's say, uh, to Ave and uh, borrowing something there, or maybe somewhere somewhere else even, right? Um, and then doing this myself. Yeah, so basically, uh, as you mentioned there, if you go to like Aave or Nexo, we're also dealing in the fiat currency as well. And also, as I mentioned before, with the likes of Nexo, if you just want to go and buy that everyday item, you don't want that loan for $500 and spend paying that interest on $500. That's why we've tried to remove that barrier to entry. And also, this is being done at like the point of sale. It's not done. So say, for example, Rob, you're going you know, out to the city or whatever and you're gonna go for a meal or whatever it may well be. Before you go, you don't sit down at your computer and go, this is how much this meal is gonna cost. I'm gonna draw that money down because you might not go for that meal or you might, st- you might have a great time and spend a bit more money. Whereas ours will be done at the point of sale and that's where we'll look to onboard merchants directly through a free, uh, basically we'll have an app that's free in the store. And then also, as I mentioned just briefly before, we're talking with a number of different well, two major payment gateway providers that will allow us to do this online. Okay, what keeps you from from doing uh, a card, right? Because the, the crypto cards are being really, really simple right now, right? They used to be a lot more complicated, but now they're very, uh, they're much harder, right? And uh, what keeps you from 
uh, connecting to something like uh, yeah, like a Visa scheme network or a Mastercard scheme network, right? Uh, or even doing something like um, yeah, it's tough. You know, there's another there's another payment provider which is very different from you, of course. But uh, there's Utrust, for example, right? Like what what keeps you from from tapping into into these resources versus building your own app and your own infrastructure? Rob, a really simple answer is that, as I mentioned on brief, I can give you just a little bit. We're bringing on a guy who's formerly of eToro. He'll be joining us. And basically, he's been through this journey before and we'll be getting our own license. So rather license than- for, sorry. Yes, so in terms of um, electronic, in terms of getting the card license in place, we could bolt onto somebody else's, that's right. But mm -hmm. we've got time whilst we're building out the, the gateway and getting the developments, you know, in place. So that's just part of our journey that we wanted to do it ourselves rather than be beholden to somebody else. Because we've seen in the past that and you might get you will you will have guys will have come across like the likes of like 10x and things like that. Like we've seen other cards come and then when you when you put your control in somebody else's. Um, uh, hands, you know, that can be taken away from you and you've got no control over that. So we've tried to get the right foundations in place and build up from there rather than, you know, being in a, in a sprint. All right. I have a lot more questions, man, but <laughs> there's, uh, there's not a lot maybe of Maybe I could catch up again after. Sure, oh, sure, right. sure. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think this is a great grilling session, grilling session. I think we got a lot of detail here. And this is something that I really want to encourage on our channel as well, because, you know, uh, getting as someone who's uh, been a lot of experience in this space really uh, helps. And it's, it's one of those things of um, Rob, thank you. Definitely. Thank you. We also have one question from Michael Hyun uh, from our chat, who says, why not use a point of sale to root crypto to fiat so merchants receive stable coins in the back end that convert to USD on payment. So the stable coins can be utilized until T3 plus T plus three deposit. Yeah, that's something. So go on, sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, go on, go on, yeah, go on, yeah. Yeah, that's, as I say, what the, what the question is there is pretty much what we're looking to try and implement. Right. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting how Rob brought this up because obviously right now, like say on Compound or Ava, you can deposit uh, Ethereum or Rapid Coin and you can uh, pull out a loan in stable coins if you want to spend it. Right. So what you're doing uh, is you're, uh, you're kind of doing this on the back end. Right. So they don't have to just go and, you know, play with these DeFi products. They can just go deposit the crypto and start spending. Right. That's a kind of the co-objective to really make it a lot easier for that spending process. Yes. And, and also maybe one, one point just to also throw in there because the person, again, similar to Nexo, because the person isn't actually selling their crypto, then obviously subject to jurisdictions, you've got the tax advantages of that as well, because you're not paying any of the capital gains. Hmm. Mm, yep, yep. All right. So that's that's interesting. And, and and where do you see this going? So I mean, obviously you're building out products and where, where do you see us heading in the next like say five to ten years? I think this is one of those really annoying questions, but you know uh obviously, you know, at some point DeFi and C DeFi CFI and DeFi is gonna come together, right? Where, how do you what's your kind of vision for that? Yeah, well, it's a really, really tough question. You know, where's, you know, like Rob just mentioned before, 12 months ago, we didn't have DeFi. So five or 10 years, you know, we could all be living, you know, on Mars with Elon, who knows? Um, it, you know, as I say, I think DeFi and CeFi will come together. How that happens, 
Wolf's we'll and just say, you know, but I definitely think it's got to happen because, as I said, originally when we were talking about the banks, it will just take that first bank to make that jump and then everybody will follow follow suits because, you know, the market and the, the options and the possibilities for everybody within this space is just unreal. And it's like a privilege to be like on the show today and talk about crypto. You know, I'm, I'm a huge believer and, and I think like you mentioned before, Michael, it sounds crazy, but you know, it's, yeah, I think it will change a lot of people's lives as it has done already. I think we've got a good question from Carlos as well. So Bitcoin will still work on Mars. <laughs> What's the communication time to Mars? I think you have to tweak that uh, block time. Earth, Earth to Mars travel time. I think it will still work. Um, time Earth to Mars, uh, light travel time. Like if, if, if we, yeah, even about light speed. Let me see. All right, all right, all right, all right. On the closest approach, all right, this is closest. This is closest um, approach. Um, it's gonna be three minutes and uh, three minutes, three point three minutes. So actually, that's possible. Block time. That's actually possible. Ten minutes for Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah, it fits within the block speed time broadcast i don't know yeah so Same i guess i guess so a lot of a clear view of mars i think that's that's absolutely possible i think bitcoin yes faster blockchains no so maybe that's why mm. bitcoin right because that's mm. why that's why the definite block times because it can travel to mars uh maybe to venus venus will be the limit i think Satoshi was like yeah venus is the limit i, I you know i think i think after that we need the interstellar space bucks after that so <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys want to keep answering some questions? Nate, do you want to choose some, some questions? Sure. Uh, yeah, we can, we can look through some questions here. Yep. Give me a minute. All right. So, Rob, on your side, how's everything going on your uh, on uh, on your side? On are you listening to a lot of projects recently? Are you free to disclose that, or is that like? <laughs> no, I think so. I think I mentioned that uh, in uh, like uh, I think in the last stream, maybe we have become uh, hyper conservative right now, right? So um, we are really taking like you know, Parkasada always does like in depth reviews, right? We often get that that we like uh, take you know uh, you know like a, like an above. Like beyond expectations, look, people are always like surprised, right? That you know we're digging that deep, right? And um, I think it's even it's even more so now. Um, and then on top of that, that that's actually good though, because we are. That means you know we don't take on like a like a whole lot of projects, which is great because we have so much other stuff to do, you know. So for example, uh, we are uh, we're thinking about potentially rebranding, right? So if anybody has some names, give me a. Give me an idea, you know. I'm open, I'm open to uh, to that, you know. It's always because uh, you know the, the thing with with Polkadot is right that everybody thinks it's like Polkadot only, right? And uh, mm. I think we rather thought about Polka because it's like cross chain, and you know, but, but people don't seem to, right, right, you know, right. they don't pick that up, you know. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot to do. I think I, I'm I'm getting quite conservative as well, to be honest. Um, you guys probably know that I've been, you know, pushing quite hard in this space, um, deploying capital, you know, um, buying, buying shit coins. But mm -hmm. I think like this market, obviously, um, I think it's a situation where I think we discussed this last time, where I think a lot of projects just they're, they're raising more and more money. Um, you know, it, like sometimes you look at the breakdown of why they're raising this much money and you're like, oh, we need $200,000 to run a website for a year. And I'm like, like, 
what actually like, <laughs> actually actually you know you could probably do that for two thousand dollars so i think it's like vastly uh, kind of vastly inflated uh, numbers here but you know that's that's the name of the game right it, um sometimes it's uh, very much um you know inflated and stuff and i feel like there's a lot of inflated egos right now like i talked to some people and their egos are you know it's like, crazy right there yeah, you know, not, uh, so so I think it's a situation where you know being a little bit defensive is good, and maybe just wait until people fall down to earth a little bit. You know, if they're really looking for money to start a good project here, then fine. You know, uh, I'm willing to deploy capital for that, but without you know, but at this current point, I'm just kind of waiting for that time. So um, uh, we got another question from Michael. So while uh, he said uh, uh, this is directed to Chris from collateral pay uh while the while the liquidity is being lent to collateral pay will you guys utilize fractional reserve cust uh custodianship are you lending out pending collateral to receive interest until payment is prepaid good question yeah, he's got the good question but sorry then yeah. while the liquidity is being lent to collateral pay would you guys utilize fractional reserve custodianship lending out pending to no we don't is the honest answer, which is basically taking the collateral and locking it within the smart contracts. It's not uh, custodianship. Yeah. So you guys aren't running Tether, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real so, question. <laughs> right. Because like, um, so, so bad joke. So, 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 so Tether, it turns out that they're not keeping their USD. They're, 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 they're deploying only 3% of your capital saved in Tetris USD. The rest is saved in interest bearing assets, apparently. That's, that's the last we've heard of it. So, it anyways, part. yeah. Nate, Nate, do you have any good questions from the, uh, from the community? Yeah, well, Michael's been asking some really good questions. A lot of, uh, a lot of the questions that I've seen is, is kind of like, is there, is there a bull, bull season, BTC bull season incoming from Llama 6666? Um, and then we got some <laughs> questions about NFTs. Uh, overall, some pretty good, uh, pretty good questions. Like anyone holding Algo, Algorand, from Lucas. Algorand. Um, yeah, I actually yeah. like Algorand. I like Algorand, but you know, I'm biased, so you know. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we'll tackle one by one. I, I uh, you guys, okay, bullish or bearish on Bitcoin? Okay, so let's let's do a uh, a quick, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down for you guys. So up being bullish, down being bearish. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, Nate, that's not fair. That, oh, I thought we were going to go like one, two, three. Pressure. Yeah, we were, but 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 Rob, Rob, Rob ruined it for everyone because you know we have to do gladiator style. Be like, yo, yeah. off of his head, dude. You know, like, <laughs> dude, I'm like yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, I'm like, I got so I'm like, I'm like BTC. Like You're deep ninety percent. Yeah, so I mean. Believer, I'm bullish. <laughs> believer, believer. All right, we got Rob. So, so Rob, you're bullish on BTC, but you you don't really have much. You know like, why? Why? No, I have, why? I have some, right? Uh, I mm. have like maybe like in like a three to one ratio or something like that, right? So, uh, I I have a lot more Ethereum than Bitcoin, uh, but I would never have no Bitcoin. I think that's that's cuckoo talk, right? Uh, why would you never like no? And you just you just don't know what's gonna happen, right? So. Um, yeah, you you always want to be exposed to to the top assets, I think. Yeah, and I think Chris one hundred percent because your whole product is for people who are like this, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm nice. actually secretly a BTC maxi, so <laughs> I have my dog coins and stuff, but like I, you know, your heart belongs to BTC. Bitcoin oh, is my Nate, thing. Uh, 
I think you have a you have a homie that's uh you have a homie that's uh releasing an NFT soon, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can share you my screen real quick. Um, it's pretty interesting stuff. So uh, maybe I can share with you guys about what it is. So he's so this is my friend Adrian Picardi. He's a director out here in Los Angeles. Um, he has over 250 million views, and he created a few. He created a film during the pandemic. And uh, he, he also has like a lot of like an art book and stuff like that. So he wanted to kind of put together an NFT and he's building it on Refinable. And they actually gave him this this interview, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you guys can check it out. I can link it to you guys. And it's it's on sale now. Um, it's his art book. It's This is essentially like what he used to create the film. And he spent a ton of time on it. So if you guys have time to check it out, um, it's kind of cool. I think it's, it's a very good use case because he finally was able to you know, from a non-crypto perspective, Refinable was able to kind of get him on board, like take him through the whole process, and he can finally put his NFTs onto onto Refinable, and and that's what he chose. And so, yeah, he's my homie, and I uh, just wanted to give him a quick shout out. And yeah, check it out if you have time. Nice, nice. And uh, you guys know, you know, full disclosure, I'm an advisor on Refinable, and just to give that shout out too. Uh, okay, oh, he's, up, he's up there right now. He's right there. He's he's featured. Yes. Nice. They're getting fee. All right. So, so this is the crazy part about Refinable. So, uh, just to give you guys a quick update on everything that's happening here. So, Refinable, the this it's in the soft launch phase, and there's uh, there's testing on the app right now. So, artists they can come and deploy, and they can do their sales, and everything is working. All right. So, the full product is there. Why is it a soft launch? Why are we going, oh, crazy? Like, I talked to Nick. I'm like, yo, go crazy on this, right? But not yet, because Nick is saying, yo, look, they, they want to do the soft launch because they want to make sure that all that everything is fluid. And if there's anything, uh, like, you know, uh, there's always going to be one porn pick up there, right? There's always going to be one, you know, super messed up thing. And we, we have to figure out how to deal with that and, and how to kind of either, you know, hide uh, explicit photos um, until they're shown, et cetera, like adding these features on. So this is kind of the phase we're at. But of course, we're bringing up really, really cool people. So Adrian Picardi is there. Uh, uh, there, there's actually been quite a few uh, that's featured. So we're finding a better way. So just, just to say, we're, we're finding a better way to feature the feature artists on there on Refinable. Right now, obviously, it's live on Binance Smart Chain. So if you want to get in, like to, to buy the scrapbook, to buy the art book, you can actually buy it. The starting bid is one BNB, which is you know that's not bad. It's 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 not cheap. It's not cheap, but it, it, it but. Like the great thing, obviously, is that the transaction fees are low. So uh, that's online right now. So shout outs to Adrian. And uh, we're getting more ways to feature and uh, to see how people can. Well, that's actually done really well, actually. That's pretty cool. Actually, I, ha I actually haven't seen what's like. So anyways, it's my first time seeing it. So anyways, I gotta, guys. I, gotta say, I really like the new muted design, you know, that they that they came out with, you know, like the uh, refinable. They updated their design a bit, man. I. I'm a, I'm a, I have a UI UX background, right? And I look at this yeah. and I'm like, oh, damn, that's clean. You know, I really like it. Man, it took a long time. It took oh, yeah. a long, long time. This is not the first iteration. This is uh, this is not the first iteration. No, I'll course. just say that. So, But it was worth so, it. Yeah. It looks really clean, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. So kudos to the UI guy. I'll send the feedback back. Thanks, man. And uh, we're trying. Like, and also like even like simple stuff like loading the videos and stuff. Like it, we course. we upgraded like three times. So it's like the fastest loading speed. Like our programmer is like, mm. like oh my god. Like Max is like <laughs> telling me every day. Like this is the fastest loading speed ever. Okay. Because like we built this from like <laughs> some space age. <laughs> so anyway. So yeah. So and then and then obviously uh, the stuff is on IPFS as well. If you guys want to view the content on IPFS. So it's decentralized. You, you won't have uh, an issue with, you know, if things go down uh, on these services. So anyways, I'll, I'll ask him to explain it. It's one of those things that I'm not a specialist at. But yeah, thanks for that. So anyways, um, more stuff coming. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming. Nick actually demoed this. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I think I'm allowed to show some cool stuff. And it, it's kind of funny. Um, super random off comment as well. Um, uh, you know, uh, part of this is for me to understand the art world as well, right? And I actually went to a mini art exhibit today, and uh, this is totally off topic, right? Uh, mm. But one of the features of this guy's art is that he was the first one to use tube painting. You know, what's tube painting? It's uh, you take paint out of a tube and you directly apply it to the canvas. He was the first mm. one to do it. Oh, I'm like, dang. every fucking three-year-old can do that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> come on. Wow. <laughs> you don't need too. some French dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're, they're just saying this guy as he's like some 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 genius. You know, this is like a genius from... Uh, he's like the next Leo. Uh, I, I, I just... So mad. It's too painting, man. It's too painting. Sorry, we got Rob saying demonetize, demonetize. Sorry for the swearing, man. Sorry for it. But I'm like, <laughs> too painting, too painting. I, I learned about too painting today. I'm, I'm, I'm getting cultured. I'm getting cultured. Apparently, painting directly from a tube. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bear market is coming, man. You know, so. Rob bear market, right? <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Painting from a tube, man. Painting from a tube. Uh, I don't know. It's it's real. It's real. So re research yourself. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. You guys, who have any any notes? Um, feel free. I guess go with Nate. If you guys have any notes, uh, you know, I can end this episode with. Uh, feel free, Nate. Show anything you want. Yeah. Um. I'm just happy. Or talk to about anything you want. Sorry, I need to be fixing my language. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. No. I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I, like these live streams have been. I'm learning a lot. You know, also by interacting with the, the audience, the community, um, you guys have shown nothing but love. So, you know, thanks to the Box Money community. Love you guys. Thanks a lot. Um, we're going to keep trying to put out more content. I'm going to be driving from Texas to Los Angeles, you know, like I said earlier. So I'm going to be kind of offline for the next Stay safe, three days. Stay safe, man. Stay safe. It is hot over here, man. It's like 91 degrees, 100 degrees. But, Ooh. you know, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to spend time with family and, you know, I can't wait to see you guys. So great, great stream. Great stream. Um, uh, Chris, you want to have any, any, any notes? No, I, look, Michael, thank you so much for, for having me on today. Also, a thank you to Angela, who's uh, organized it behind the scenes. Uh, Nate, good to meet you and Rob as well. Um, and yeah, just, you know, really, really great and a great community you guys, uh, well, Boxmining have built and it's just, you know, great to be on the show and hopefully back again soon and give you guys an update on everything to do with Collateral Pay. Um, also, just quickly, I'm really, really happy because for the first time ever in the UK, it's really hot. So my, as I mentioned before, my wife's taking the kids to the beach and I've got the dog in the office. I just gave hey. one. 
Oh, I have a dog too out in the back. Wait, it's hot in the UK. That doesn't sound right. And I've been, Ooh, I've oh, been that's hot. cute. <laughs> that's cute. Oh, that's cute. He's not. He's not. But he's not. But one. What's his name? <laughs> so I was delighted. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. What's his name? He's called Ernie. We maybe do a dog coin with Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, dude. <laughs> Ernie coin. Ernie coin. Ernie coin. Ernie coin. Dude, NFT that. NFT. NFT. I want to see him on Refinable yeah. next week. All right. He's <laughs> got. He's got to be an NFT next week. I got. I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll buy for one Binance coin. <laughs> I'm serious. No joke. No joke. One BNB, guys. One BNB. Look at that. 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 You. How can you not buy an NFT of that dog, man? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. All right, Rob. Uh, any any words you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, Stay I just hydrated. Take a sip, man. You know, but yeah. Stay hydrated. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I sorry. just uh, <laughs> I just echo what uh, what Nathan said. You know. Um, thank you very much for having me, man. Even when you give me a thirty seconds heads up, you know, I'm happy to join. You know, and uh, it's always fun, guys. Well, let's do it again. All right. Um, my ending note. My ending note. All right. Just to make sure you guys. Like, all right. So this is the guy I saw. So this is um, this museum was in the mall. Okay. So this is how much how cultured I am. I I, I don't go to <laughs> real museums. I go to museums in malls. <laughs> Culture. But but anyways, this guy, this guy, this guy. Right. George Matthew. Uh, he apparently is really big in France. Um, he paints from a tube. So so it's real. I mean, it's it's very very abstract work, but. I mean, you can look at his work. It's 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 actually not bad. I'm I like, uh, um, yeah. You look at these images. Like this is this is kind of crazy stuff. It's kind of crazy stuff. It's very visionary, apparently. I, I I'm still trying to take my time to understand it. Some of it's great. Some of it, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, let me just see if I can load a better picture of that. I, I saw Rob trying to lean in a little bit. Let me yeah. try. Let me try. Let's see if the internet. See, I'm just they don't waiting have the for fast you to loading. Start, like, uh, they, box, they don't have the fast. <laughs> They don't have the fast yeah. loading that, that that refinable has. I mean, if this was on refinable, I'll tell you, you know, this will load just like that. Right? Ooh, NFT. That's terrible, that... man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Nice. But, but yeah, it looks like directly it's, uh, from a tube, from man. Tube. Oh, wow. That must be this uh, like famous tube painting I've heard about. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot about this. No, but, but for real, this, this, this is actually quite cool. Apparently, they roll it up and they squeeze the paint directly from the tube onto the canvas. Yeah. Weirdly, this somehow reminds me of like the London tube map or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see I that. I don't know, man. It's like, yeah. You know, that's cool. Uh, all right. It's cool. It's cool. And then I, I think, um, okay. All right. All right. This this one was actually cool. All right. I can't even spell New York properly, but I, I will. I will. I'm, okay. USA. Because um, he did a series for apparently Air France with different countries. Like this is um, the one he did for for USA. And I thought that was kind of cool, right? Because it's like, you know, USA colors, red, white, and blue. And then I saw, and it kind of remi reminds me of New York. Like, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of cool. So it's like, it's abstract, but now I'm starting to understand the abstractness, right? You know, it's, it looks like lines, mm -hmm. but hey, look, you know. Yeah. Right. Now I'm I don't like them anymore, though. You know, now I like, don't like it. I, I do not like Air France. That's a whole story. But yeah, now uh -oh. I don't like artists anymore. Just dump it. Just dump it. Just dump it. The other thing was, um, see, India. India looks. This, these look like elephants, right? Cool, right? It's anyways. Anyways, all right. That's enough about art. That's enough about art for one day. Uh, someone's like talk about farming. This art stuff is too much. But <laughs> I'm, I'm getting cultured. I'm getting 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 cultured, man. I'm getting cultured. Um, so, anyways, guys, that's my ending note. Guys, smash up the likes. I'll see you guys soon. 
um <laughs> uh yeah we'll see you guys soon and also we had some questions about when earning coin when earning pre-sale guys so uh, uh chris that's your next objective uh <laughs> get that done all right guys thank you guys so much for watching guys today smash up the likes if you guys found this entertaining uh we always uh like the comments as well so um put comments down below um i know ryan wants to talk about farming i just did a whole spreadsheet for farming too i um <laughs> the rates aren't that aren't as good anymore so it's it's like we're scraping we're scraping and we're doing excel so i'll share some of that with you guys very soon and with that guys thank you guys so much for watching see you guys next time